Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 438. Releasing June 16 on Shudder is Mad God, an experimental stop-motion film set in the world of monsters, mad scientists, and war pigs, into which an assassin descends into a horrific hellscape of no rhyme or reason. A film 30 years in the making, Mad God is written and directed by Phil Tippett the award-winning stop-motion animator and special effects supervisor who I believe has delivered his best work yet with Mad God. And I'm happy to say Phil joins me now on the podcast. Mr. Phil Tippett, I thank you so very much for your time. You're welcome. It's really interesting just reading up just about Mad God and the process of bringing it to the screen. From what I read, like you actually put together a few minutes of footage like back in the early 90s, I believe it was. Um, other work commitments led to you kind of having to shelf the project. But what was it that kind of brought you back to these first few minutes that that led you on the journey to what we are going to see on screen some next week? Well, I am very driven, you know, and I'm I'm bipolar, and so once I glom onto something, I just cannot let it go. And even when in the darkest hour, when I realized that um, that Mad God was, you know, beyond my uh, ability to be able to to execute it because it was so huge in scope. You know, I I spent the next twenty years, um, you know, doing my day job and and supervising and, and directing animators and whatnot. But uh, on uh, you know in the evenings and on the weekends and when I was on location and had time off, um, I would. Um, um just work on this stuff you know all the time and it was kind of like you know pursuing this this dream and uh eventually uh some of the guys at my studio that were computer graphics artists had always wanted to work on you know they were inspired by robocop and star wars you know making of documentaries mm-hmm. and uh 
So this was an opportunity for them to, you know, get their hands dirty, literally. I also read that you are a prolific dreamer. Um, How much do your dreams or your nightmares kind of like influence what we see on the screen? Is there kind of like things that you actually remember from your dreams or perhaps your nightmares that actually we've seen on screen right now? No, never. No, none of them. Um, But the dreams were significant, you know, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, one is that, you know, uh, when I started in earnest about 12 years ago, working on, on the Mad God, I um, started dreaming every single night. And mm-hmm. they were long dreams that I cataloged, you know, in like a big ledger, sometimes six or eight pages long. And um, I didn't know what I was doing, like everything else that I do. And uh, so once I had compiled, you know, a a couple of books, you know, I went back and read them uh, with the intention of seeing if there was any kind of how the narrative structure of of my dreams uh, operate. Because, you know, when you meet up at the breakfast table in the morning, you say like, Oh, I had this weird dream that was about this shark and this alien that you know ate my foot, and um, and then you forget about it. Mm-hmm. You just don't think about it, and you just the highlights. You just you usually don't get past. Oh, I had a weird dream, and um, and so what I I I found uh, in, in kind of like doing dream archaeology was uh, the it, it's laid out almost like in a three three act structure, where you know at the beginning there is something there that um, n- needs to be developed, say like in a story, and um, and so it's maybe some kind of conflict or peril or you know whatever. And then the middle gets very kind of murky. And then at the end, there's uh, some kind of resolution to it or, or something that puts, you know, uh, the, the first two into some kind of perspective. And so it was significant in that regard. And the other thing was when Mad God uh, was finished, I stopped dreaming, you know, just like that. It's very interesting. I'm also fascinated about how do you get your visual ideas out of your head onto the screen? What's the what's the in between there? Do you like to storyboard? Do you like to illustrate? Are those kind of the things that you start with first before you start molding things out in, in statues and such? Yeah, tons of drawings, tons of storyboards. You know, I, I found that over that twenty year period, I would do a you storyboard a scene and then might not look at it for months or sometimes years and then not look at it again and then go back and redo it. And then maybe, you know, sometime later, you know, not look at the previous two and go back and and redo it and then just kind of, you know, compare and and cherry pick between the two. But usually it's a development process where the unconscious is working and um, usually the later ones are a lot stronger the ones that I pick. And then, but occasionally sometimes you have a good idea earlier on. 
The Maths Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you love. Mad God is described as a, a passion project. And I always find it interesting when people use the term passion project because passion in the Latin uh, origins of the name actually means suffering, um, which is why yes. we have, you know, uh, passion play, passion cross, et cetera. Um, exactly. When it comes to this film, uh, Mad God, that passion, and I think it comes to a lot of people that have a creative kind of flair to them. Like, if, I don't know if you can see behind me, but on my board, I've got a list of articles I want to work on. There's no way I'm going to get on any of these things. But I always have the idea that I want to get on this stuff. For me, it's kind of like I'm chasing kind of like some type of perfection in my writing that I know I never attain. But I always keep chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. And it kind of drives me crazy in doing so. When it comes to your own perspective of suffering for your art, is it something that you have to go through? Is there in no way but that way in regards to what you want to achieve to get the ideas out of your head onto the screen? Yeah, you know, I mean, not when I was doing my day job, uh, you know, working on movies, because that's so well organized and you're working with so many people. Uh, but with Mad God, um, because of the length of time that I worked on it, um, and I went you know, pretty deep, you know, I, I ended up, um, kind of physically disintegrating and spent a couple of days in the psych ward and, um, uh, maybe six weeks or so to, you know, recover myself. And, um, and that's also not unusual, you know? Very sorry to hear that you had to go through that. I went through a similar thing myself last year and actually got diagnosed with um, ADHD only like a month ago, which is something that I supposedly had all this time, but I only just know now that I have it. And you kind of look, I kind of look back at my life and and I think about all these things that could have been maybe, I don't know, dodged if I knew about this earlier. But it's interesting how sometimes when we go through these processes, how it kind of reveals things about ourselves um and i think mad god is something that really that did that for you didn't it in the in reaching that breaking point that kind of revealed something about yourself that maybe you didn't know beforehand well the you know um i have been diagnosed actually i self-diagnosed myself and, and then had it corroborated by therapists and psychiatrists mm -hmm. uh was that i'm unipolar you know i don't get depressed unless i see 
um, you know, Ukraine devastated or, you know, 20 kids shot in Texas. You know, that's something, you know, reasonable to get um, depressed about. But otherwise, I'm just manic, which is my my superpower. And, um, you know, that, that really, you know, got me through all that stuff and, and drove me crazy as well. And the passion uh, metaphor or analogy is um, is really accurate. When do you know that this project, Mad God, had to come to an end? Was it a thing of maybe there was like as soon as you got distribution that it was like external forces that more like put like a deadline on it and that's kind of like where it came to an end? And do you view this project as being finished or is it just a project that you just had to let go and go out into the world? Yeah, I mean, mostly while we were working on it, it was like the the movie, the Agnes uh, Agony and the Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Pope is asking Charlton Heston, who's playing Michelangelo, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, you know, when is it going to be finished? He'll he would say when it's done, and that was my approach. You know, I mean, um, you know. The and it got to the point where um, I actually hated working on it, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like getting behind the mule and like you know, suffering every day, you know. I just hated it, but you know, I was compelled to go on until I, I, you know, broke my own mind and uh, and uh, you know, I that is not atypical of, you know, quite a few people. The um, Carl Jung wrote this book uh, that I uh, uh, ran across uh, that Passion put out a few years back. And it's a really great publication and it's called The Red Book. And it didn't Mm -hmm. have a title uh, when, when uh, Jung was writing it, but it was, it was a red ledger and that's how it got the, the name. And it was the same thing, you know, it was the Joseph Campbell's hero's journey thing where he let his mind go and go down a path and it popped his cork, you know, and his family helped pull him out of it. And, um, you know, I mean, that's not, it's, it's just, you know, if you look into the history of art, that's just not atypical at all. Final question. I read this, um, <laughs> this antidote about you had a screening for Mad God recently. And these um, parents brought their kids to the screening, and you're like, "Miss, I don't think this is a movie that your kids should be watching." And sure enough, no. What I in, told them is, I wouldn't bring my kids to this. And, and sure enough, a few minutes in, they said, "Yes, you are correct," and <laughs> they, they left. But I'm yeah. curious though. I got two boys myself, uh, age ten and seven, um, and I love for them to get into watching stop motion. And we, what we have watched so far, is kind of like those um, Bill Ives narrated Christmas uh, stories. You know, the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and such. They've watched that. But if you could recommend something to a family man like myself that my kids could watch in regards to the stop motion world, what type of movies or shows would you recommend? How, how old are your children? Ten and seven. Oh, I do. But you probably already know the answer. You know, well, well, uh, I'd love to hear what your recommendation is. Oh, King Kong, mm-hmm. the original King Kong, not Peter Jackson's. Yes, not. Yeah. And, um, uh, Oh boy, Seven Forges, Sinbad, Jason and the Argonauts, um, all of Ray Harryhausen's movies. Um, I, when my kids were that age, 
and they were roughly that same age difference, you know, um, that's when I started, I probably started showing them when they were around six, you know, and, uh, and they still love them, you know, it's like comfort food, you know, when they, they come on there in their thirties now, and when they come home, you know, occasionally we will watch the seventh voyage of Sinbad again. My, my, my view of what my kids watch in regards to movies and shows is kind of similar to the advice that Milos Foreman gave you, which I believe it was, um, you know, if you eat good food, you're going to, like, process it and make good things out of it. And I'm saying that in a more kind of PC version. Of yes, you are. That was a very, very uh, intelligent interpretation for the audience. Yes, uh, and, and that's definitely what I'll do for my kids. And I thank you so very much for your recommendation. And I thank you very much for your time today as well. If oh, you know what else, yes. you know, yes, that uh, uh, it may be YouTube that you find it on, but is the work of Carl Zeman, mm-hmm. Z-E-M-A-N. He was a Czech uh, filmmaker that uh, used all kinds of techniques to put his movies together. And he was very influential uh, on Mad God uh, to me. And so uh, Zeman's great. Great kid stuff. Well, thank you very much for your recommendation. I've got that written down. And for everyone else out there, have it written down in your diary, your notepad, July 16 on Shudder, Mad God. Watch it. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic work here. And Phil Tippett, I thank you so very much for your time again. Congratulations with Mad God. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to see more uh, from you because I think you've got so much uh, more to offer us. I thank you for your time today. You know, I guess it won't be anything like Matt God. It'll be a lot more commercial because I want to get it. But um, we'll see if I get the money. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your time today. Congrats with the movie again. And, uh, and best of luck with the film's release. Okay. My pleasure. And thank you.